0: Hello everyone. W- welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined with Craig, and and Craig has ulcerative colitis, and he does a lot of work with raising awareness to our IBD, um uh, especially with, with his cars, and it, I think it's awesome. Um, well, thanks, Craig, for for coming on today.
1: No, it is Mason, it's nice to meet you.
0: Yeah, N- nice to meet you. Um, could you just start off, maybe just saying a little bit who you are, um, about yourself
1: yeah no worries uh I'm, my name's craig i'm known as driven to Fat uk on instagram uh i've only it's a pretty new account i've only been doing it since i think it was august last year um and that were during while i were in hospital uh i obviously I, well yeah i didn't really talk about ulcerative colitis or what i had i used to sort of hide it away typical guy really uh, not talking about things, um, and then obviously this hospital visits woke me up, I think, a little bit, uh, and it was actually one of my friends that sort of gave me the idea to start doing things. Well, he didn't give me a direct idea of doing things with my car, but he I met him through cars, uh, and he, when he saw pictures of me in hospital and things like that, he said, I had no clue that you had ulcerative colitis or what it were or how bad it were, which then gave me the little light bulb moment of, right, okay, maybe I can do something with cars to sort of raise awareness. Uh, and I've gone from one extreme to another now. I've gone from not talking about it to having it plastered all over my car. And so, yeah, it's, uh, like I say, when I started it, I didn't think, I thought if I reach 50 people, that'd be cool and, you know, and sort of start talking about it. But it seems to have taken off quite quickly. So I guess, I just see it as one of these where if, somebody's talking about my car whether it's in a negative way or a positive way someone's talking about IBD in general so I just see it all as a positive really
0: yeah because like I think it's quite good that you you choose to raise awareness with your car um because like what sort of things would you say you do like um with your car to like raise awareness of IBD
1: Um, well, the main obviously the main ones are the livery on the car. Um, I obviously spoke to Crohn's and Colitis UK, um, Guts UK, uh, and I've just started speaking to um C3, I think it's called Cure Crohn's and Colitis. Mm. Um, so yeah, they they were my first sort of options, uh, to put on the car. And then, but I didn't want to just do it all RBD, I wanted to sort of do it so they were car manufacturers, parts companies. Sort of tying the two together so that the interests of the car companies sort of get woken up by the IBD side of things as well. So it's not just IBD people that be interested in it. It's sort of the car community as well. Yeah. So trying sort of trying to tie the two together, but reach as many people as possible. So I try and do as many track days as possible. Uh, try and go to as many car shows, events, things like that. Um, just basically just to try and get it out there as much as possible, just so as many people can see it as possible. Um, I'd like to do my racing licence at some point. I don't think that's going to be this year. Hmm. Uh, It's probably going to be next year. I want to just focus on just getting the car out there this year, Uh, get booked on as many shows, things like that as possible. Uh, And it just seems like everybody who's seen it so far, it seems pretty positive. Uh, Normally in the car world, you sort of get people going, oh, I don't like that, I don't like this Hmm. colour, da-da-da-da-da. But it's it all seems to be pretty positive, so yeah i'm just I'm just going along raising as much awareness as I possibly can uh I try and do it obviously uh, I've brought out some stickers uh things like that. I've started a bit of a website uh, which is very basic um so I'm just trying to do as much as I can while still working at the same it just I feel super busy at the minute, which isn't a bad thing, um but I'd like to plow more you know time into my awareness side of it really,
0: yeah. Yeah, because like I think I think it's good because like you focus on like the actual car itself, like uh, like wanting to go to events, um, and then as well as like 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 putting things on the car just to m- make it visible that you're doing it to radio and for IBD, but at the same time have fun with it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's I've always said that when I'm when I'm doing things with cars, it's a big distraction for me. It's it's a hobby, yes, but. When I'm sort of on track or I'm doing something with my car, I sort of switch off from I know it sounds daft like we're having it all over my car now, but I sort of switch off from just thinking, oh, what if I need the toilet or oh, why if this happens, why you know what I mean? And it just sort of takes the worry away. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a big distraction for me, is that? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like has it has it all like has that always been something that you've been interested in, like like racing cars and 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 like maybe watching it on TV?
1: Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I probably didn't get interested in, to, in cars until my first car, uh, and I ended up fixing it all the time and working on it and things like that, because obviously it was cheap and I couldn't afford much. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I, I started getting into cars, and then it sort of spiralled from there, really, and the car that I've got now that I raise awareness with, I sort of took that to a local track. I'd done absolutely nothing to it. Um, took it on, and then the bug just started from there. Because when I bought that car, I always said, "Oh, I'm never going to touch it. I'm never going to put any wheels. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never going to modify. It. I'm not going to do anything." And then it's kind of at the stage it is now. So yeah, I sort of lied to myself a little bit there. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I like um with your ultra colitis side of things. Um, what, w- when was you diagnosed with um ulcerative colitis?
1: I was diagnosed at 18, Uh, I'm now 38, Um, so I've been through quite a lot of medication, Um, I sort of, when I first went in I didn't take it that seriously, Um, because when you're 18 I suppose you sort of go to the hospital or the doctors, they give you some pills and then you're fixed and away you go. they found it after a colonoscopy. Um, cause at the beginning they were saying it, it was IBS. Um, or I just had a dodgy stomach and there weren't much going on, but I kept going back. Uh, I ended up having a colonoscopy. They found ulcerative colitis. Um, they gave me some steroids, uh, and then I were in remission for probably about five or six years, I think it were. Um, so again, that probably helped. We're not taking it too seriously. Uh, But then as time's gone on uh, and I've tried other medications and the steroids don't seem to do as much for me now, uh, the tablet form. Uh, Intravenous steroids seem to do more, when obviously when I'm in hospital, but they're not ideal. Uh, And then I've sort of been hit with it quite hard now because after I went in remission for a bit, I've never really been back in remission since. So um, like I say, the, the, the medications that I have been on now, I've gone from steroids to azathioprine um what did i have next uh i think i had humira after that uh which is like the first biologic i had uh then i went on to Tofacitinib, uh and now i'm on stelara um which touch wood seems to be making a bit of a difference but i am very aware of if my body needs a rest now, uh, I sort of take that time out because my last hospital visit, I was sort of like working nonstop, pretending again that it didn't exist. Uh, and I think I kind of run myself into the ground a little bit uh, and made myself 10 times worse. So, yeah, I'm sort of listening to my body a lot more now. And then obviously since starting my Instagram page and everything else and seeing like the IBD community and reading bits and pieces, what they share with it sort of makes me listen to my body more because um, I think that's a big part of it, and I, and I can't keep just running myself into the ground. I'm probably going to get worse at that point. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sort of taking notice. It's taking a long time, but I'm starting started to take notice of my body now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It does take time to kind of, I suppose, understand like what it does to your body, I think, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I say, from, from an early age and then jumping sort of quite in, into remission, it's sort of like at that point, I just thought, oh, I'll go back to the hospital. They'll give me some pills and I'll be good for another five or six years and it'll be all right. But it's just not gone that way at all. Um, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's got to a point now where I'm on Stellara, but I've told the hospital that I want all my cards on the table now. So I'm having a conversation with a surgeon in June, um, just so every option's open to me. Um, so I, it's sort of like, I'm, oh, if the Stellara fails, then I'm not waiting. To speak to a surgeon for another few months or whatever, you know. So, if I've got all the options out there, then I know where I'm at. Um, but they've sort of said to me now that regarding the Stellara, because this is my third, second or third biologic, um, they sort of think that after this is going to be sort of the surgery route. If you know, because they, they sort of say the more biologics that you're on, um, I don't know if this is true, but the more biologics that you're on, the less chance there are of them working. Like I say, I don't know how true that is, or they just want to get surgery done because biologics are expensive. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think most people are on quite a lot of a lot of them. Like I've been on like when I was diagnosed in um, 2017, I was straight away on steroids. Um, yeah. And then my first one was infliximab, so I had infusions, but I had the choice of Himera first, but I right. wanted I wanted to be in hospital because I didn't know much about um, my 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 Crohn's disease at the time, so I, I was on Flix about that worked for a year, and then after that I was on Humira, which at the take every two weeks at home, and that that's been alright. But it has been like up, ups and downs, like with like um like it like going right and wrong when you do the uh, do the injections. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like 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 you come to a point where it's like how, how many did you to it take it for you to be on until you're in a good place.
1: Yeah, it's strange because I sort of put a post on Instagram the other day uh, listing all the medications and drugs that I've been on. Uh, And it's crazy what seems to work really well for one person just does not work for another person. It's just so varied. Um, I've never known... It's like I say, you sort of go to the doctors and you you say you've got, I don't know, um, something wrong with you. And it's sort of like the generic pill for everybody. uh, And it fixes you, but with... IBD or Crohn's and colitis it just seems like it's so varied and like I say what works for one doesn't work for somebody else so yeah yeah, that's I think that's the scary part of it for me because there's just they're not knowing because it's sort of like you feel like you're being given something and it's just like rolling the dice is that going to work is it not am I going to be what's what's next am I going in for surgery so yeah it's like I say I'm not opposed to surgery or anything um again opening opening the IBD sort of page on my Instagram as, and seeing people with stormers and things like that sort of up my eyes to it but there were a time when I'd say when I were 18 or 19 that having like a storm back or anything like that I'd, I'd be like oh no well that's never going to happen you know whereas now I'm like a lot more open to it because I've, I've spoken to people who've got them and they're like it's changed my life um, you know I've got my life back um, but I'm stubborn so it's one of them where I like it's not like admitting defeat but I'd like I'd, I don't know I'd just like to trying to fight it the way i'm fighting at the moment do you know what i mean there might be a, like i say there might be a time where i just haven't i've had enough i want to throw in the towel i want surgery so yeah um yeah, yeah.
0: So, i always think it's like last resort isn't it like a surgery or, or, or having a stoma um like yeah all the all the medication that you're on you can't do it like you physically can't do it anymore you're you're on the verge of sorry, like death doors and and stuff like that and that's how I look at it, like I'm not too. I like, like, like you, I, I see lots, of, like, a like lot on Instagram. I see lots of people raising awareness having much and I think it's a, a whole different thing, isn't it? Upon like a yeah, having that chronic illness, it's, it's that learning to understand that again. It's kind of a, di- a different process, but um, in a way, similar because it takes you away to uh, kind of maybe accept and understand your IBD, which with, with the stoma as well. Um, but it's scary, I still to this day, I, I it's scary for. of of having one but um it's it's good to see that like the community is so accepting with them and that you you feel kind of not alone if you did have the one
1: yeah yeah I mean that's that's one big thing for me that I've taken from this is that I used to just think I was on my own in the world and I couldn't speak how do you speak to you like some of your friends about you know potentially like crapping yourself, or you know what I mean? It's, it's just like a conversation that you don't sort of bring up. So I felt very alone for a long time. My family tried to speak to me about it. Like I said, I had nothing to do with them, probably bite their head off about it, get really moody about it. But then since um, starting on them and meeting people that have got it, it you just feel less alone. And I, and I wish, I, I honestly wish, and I stress this to everybody now that I speak to, I honestly wish that I'd spoken to, I'm spoken out about it a lot sooner and spoken to people that have it a lot sooner. Um,' I think mentally it 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 was horrible at some stages, absolutely horrible. and like, like we were just talking then about surgery and things when i've when I've been rock bottom and I understand why people do it, when I've been absolutely rock bottom, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not bothered I'll have surgery, and you're sort of like not in the right frame, I don't know, not in not in the right frame of thinking, but you've just had enough. Uh, and I can understand why I completely understand why people go down that road. Um, like I say, if this biologic fails for me, yeah, I'm probably going to go down that road. Um, that's why I've asked to speak to a surgeon. Um, but there, was, there would have been a time that I wouldn't have even had that conversation. So I, I think sometimes the mental side of it is worse than the actual um, physical, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, symptoms of it. Um, cause I, have been, I've been in some really rubbish places, like mentally. Um, we're just feeling like I'm completely on my own. Whereas like I say, we're now speaking to you, speaking to other people that have got it. It's just, it just makes you, I don't know. It just opens everything up. So I, that's my, that's the biggest advice I can give to anybody is, and especially if you're a guy as well, because lot like you, you go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and all the, it all seems to be a lot of girls that are quite cool with showing things, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, and there's a few guys on there. I'm not saying there aren't any guys on there, but it, it's there's not as many. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think yeah, like I said, the biggest advice I can give to anyone is just talk about it to somebody that's got it because they completely understand and they get it.
0: Yeah, like I've actually had a fair few conversations about that, like with like with um, guys and their mental health and kind of hiding their emotions because it's hard, isn't it? Um, so like it's hard to like show your emotions um, if you are a man because um you feel like like you're not manly enough to do that um and it is hard because like you might need to cry once in a while if things are really hard and you feel like you shouldn't like you should hide that because to be strong in a way but you have to do that it's like
1: yeah it's like it's it's like a, a stupid thing of showing weakness isn't it really it's you think that people are going to think less of you for sort of like talking about it and for me i've learned now that if somebody has a problem with me having colitis, IBD or anything like that, then it's not someone that I really want to know. Do you mm. know what I mean? They're not, they're not really your friend. If they have an issue with that, then that's their problem. Yeah,
0: like, we can't help that like, we have this, can we? It's not, it's not like we didn't...
1: Yeah, we like didn't choose it.
0: No, we had a plan, <laughs> where.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, if I, if I didn't have to have it, then, yeah, thats that'd be brilliant, but that's the cards I've been dealt, and i'm just getting on with it now so i'm sort of trying to make up for all the times i haven't spoke about it to completely like waffling on and probably doing everybody's heading about it now but yeah yeah,
0: yeah because like it, it is um is it like i think it is quite hard at the start like when you're getting diagnosed and everything but as the years go by you kind of um i suppose enjoy having it in a way because like like um, like although there's so many horrible things that come with like alpha colitis ibd chronic disease but there's all there's there's good things you can take out of it like you wouldn't we wouldn't have probably done this today if we if we didn't have um ibd so it's, there's good things upon having a chronic illness
1: yeah definitely i mean i've, I've met so many cool people now um to the point where like, i was um, a bit of a calm show sure the other day and um someone came up to me and they're like oh craig you're all right and i'm like don't have a clue who this is yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh i follow you, on, follow you on instagram and stuff like that and then i've worked how it works like in the car world you sort of know everybody off the cars yeah. um and then it was like oh can i have a picture with you and so, and it's just things like that that sort of put me out of my comfort zone but at the same time it's you know it's it's good that you're meeting people that have it and they're feeling like they can speak to you about it um mm-hmm. so yeah i think it does encourage like the, the sticker side of things a lot of people that have, you, you sort of go on their Instagram and they've said nothing about what they've got, Crohn's collapse or whatever, but they feel comfortable enough just to put a sticker on their car or whatever else. And that's just like their way of doing it, which is absolutely fine. You know, if, if there were a time when I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even done that, I wouldn't have even admitted it. Um, but if that's like a step for them, making them feel more comfortable, then that's that's good. You know, that's, that's the positive I take from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, it, it's a good way because you don't see many people doing that like with with cars i find like with raising awareness for ibd so like i'll say you're the first that i've come across that's done that and like, it's a really good way because like most people go in their cars daily if it is to go to work or, or or just go out for a drive go out somewhere yeah but, so it's, it's very visible isn't it it makes that more like like if a, if a person's like driving behind you it's, like, oh, I don't, it's, it's got um um off of colitis and stuff so it makes it
1: really- it's sort of yeah it's, it's in your face so it's it's like when you're out and about you're looking around are you you're looking at things so even if you're not thinking about colitis or Crohn's or anything like that at the time you see that and so that of like, like I don't like I said I don't use it all the time my car um I mainly use it for events and stuff now but um I think the last podcast that I did, yeah the last podcast I did on it takes guts um I was talking on there, and she was like, "Do you ever take it to like Morrison's or anything like that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can do, but I never really do." And then I took it to um, I took it to Morrison's just for that reason because it had been brought up. Uh, I took it to, to, I took it to Morrison's, and these two ladies come up to me and said, "Oh, my nephew's got Crohn's and colitis. Uh, you never see anyone really talking about it." And then I got really chatting with them. I thought, well, maybe I should I mean take it to supermarkets more often. Cause it's just like I ended up giving them some stickers and a card and stuff like that. And they were like, oh, I'll give it to my nephew. And it's just little things like that where if you reach out to someone, um, it's like more acceptable. It's like a lot of a lot of parents seem to follow me on Instagram whose children have got it. And I think they're going for a similar thing where they don't really want to talk about it. They're not, you know, they don't know how to deal it's a lot, isn't it? As soon as you get diagnosed and you're on infusions or whatever else, it's a lot to check in. So Yeah, just bumping into people and stuff like that, and making them feel like, "Look, you're fine talking about it," because I've got it all over my car, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not hiding from it. So if 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 that eventually makes them comfortable to start speaking about it, then that's a win-win for me. It's
0: almost like you're like like famous. Oh
1: no, seriously, (laughs) I I am so uncomfortable. Like, Like, don't get me wrong. Like, people come up to me and everything else, but like even now, this is like out of my comfort zone because. I just don't like talking about myself. I know that's something really stupid on an awareness page, but um, I'm just, I just, I just try and be me. Um, yeah. And I don't see myself. Someone said it the other day. Uh, like, oh shit, if he ever met you, you're like, to him, you're like a celebrity. And I'm like, no, oh, no, I'm not really. I'm not, do you know what I mean? I'm just a normal guy that's just trying to find his way really. And if I can raise awareness or raise the money for the charities that follow me um then yeah it's, it's all plus at the end of the day we, we all want to find a cure don't we
0: yeah yeah I think I think that's the main thing um but you think like I think the, even if a cure was found we'd all still be still talking about Crohn's IBD alpha colitis because it's, it wouldn't be forgotten about um I would think so
1: yeah I mean the, the thing the, the thing that you see now is for me it's because it seems like massively underfunded in terms of research so it's like if you if you if you look like if you think of a charity straight away, the biggest one you'll probably think of is um, cancer research, things like that. You know what I mean? They're like everybody knows that um, uh, we need to cure it. Whereas IVD sort of, even though it's bad and everything, it's sort of I don't know. It's sort of like not pushed to the side, but it's not as well known. So no. people don't people don't think, oh, that's where I want to give my money to, or it only seems to be like if you know somebody that's got it. Yeah. Um so if yeah, if if my car or whatever sort of and people raising awareness sort of raises the profile for R B D and charities in general, then again that's a win. Um so yeah. yeah, like I said, the main the main goal is to find something rather than just sort of like a treatment that's sort of used for something else, which I've I've discovered as I've gone along. It's sort of I think the sitting about ron is used for something to do with arthritis as well. We all seem to have drugs that aren't specific to colitis. They seem to be something that's for something else, but it sort of helps with colitis or Crohn's or something, or your IBD in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree because like like with Infliximab, for example, like infusion drugs, they are what the cancer patients take. So it's yeah, not, like like you say, it's, it's not a specific thing for like IBD. It's something else that can treat like Crohn's or um, colitis with that kind of medication and. And it, and it is on for like a period of time. Like I think they fund it and stuff and um, it could possibly run out and, and stuff like that. And um, it, it, it is quite scary. You're on these medications though, isn't it? Because it does really dampen your immune system.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I got, I ended up, when I went on to tofacitinib, um I ended up, I think one of the side effects was shingles. And I got that straight away. Literally, I were on it a week and I got shingles. So I had to stop taking it. Um, and then I got a kidney infection not long after that. Um, I don't know if that were to do with the drugs or what, but I've worked on quite a lot of drugs at this point, point. Uh, and then obviously I got COVID, and then so it's sort of like having a rubbish immune system, COVID, like in my household, it's like people got the sniffles, whereas when I got COVID, I was absolutely, I was bedridden for four days. I ended up going to hospital to have the uh, antiviral infusion for that because um, yeah. it, it absolutely nailed me. Um, but then again, it's like you say, with the weakened immune system, um, it seems to like whatever you get seems to be double what someone else gets or triple what somebody else gets. Yeah.
0: Like, what, what, so like, if it was like, the first time you got COVID then? Um,
1: yeah. 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 And and it yeah, I don't want it again. Um, it sort of got forgot about in a way because <laughs> my little lad had it and he just sort of like, had a bit of a stiff neck from it. But... Uh, I thought, I didn't end up getting it when he got it. And then it's sort of like gone on. And I thought, oh, I've, it's, COVID's kind of been forgotten. Well, it's not forgot about, but people are less worried about it, it seems now, don't it? And no one's really like, you see the old person wearing masks and things. Um, but yeah, when I got it this time, I couldn't believe I got it. And I was like, no way. And I'd checked all the um, lateral flow tests and they were sort of, what were we, later- yeah, lateral flow were coming back negative, but I knew something was wrong. And I'm thinking, oh my God, is this to do with my RBD? Is this something else? Uh, and then I did one of the tests where you go into the you know like the testing centers um, PCR test uh, and that came back positive straight away so yeah it's not enjoyable COVID I'm advised getting it I don't know if you have you had it or
0: no no I've been really careful I have (laughs) like because like at the start I planned out I started to create like this kind of podcast thing where I was like more things to do so I haven't um when I have gone out, I've been I have been careful and stuff. So I have took a few risks. I'd say that like um like I've to some places that I've really wanted to go to, um like yeah like I I met um Harry Net quite recently um I, oh, I, yeah. I went to like an event with him and I, I like meet and greet him and, and stuff and at a time like that I didn't want to wear my mask um I, I would normally and. Uh, I shook his hand and everything, but it's not like that. Like, it's, it's one lifetime thing, innit? it? Like, you, you're not going to be herring up a, 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 like every day of
1: the week, so. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the thing for me is like, when, when it first, when it first happened and everything, I was terrified because the like the media was sort of like, oh, if you go outside and get it, you're going to die immediately. And, and it was like, oh my God. And it was like, like I say, it was, I was terrified. But then as time's gone on, I've got a bit more lax with it. I'm like you say, I'm, I'm probably not as careful as I should be. Um, but like where I work now, you don't, because the government changed all the rules, that people don't really wear masks anymore because you don't have to. It's like unless you have to do something, people don't do it. Um, and I work in retail, so like you've seen people all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, you can wear a mask. It's absolutely fine. But I don't know. I think it's a bit of a weird one now, isn't it, where like if someone's wearing a mask, it's like not the norm anymore. I don't know. It seems it seems it, seems it like around here. Um, it looks like when I went to what? Yeah, it's like when I went to Wales. Um, and they were going on about uh, COVID on the news. Because I think Wales and Scotland were like the last places to sort of tech, like, lower the restrictions, weren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I went to Wales and I had a mask on and they were looking at me like I had three heads or something. It was it were really weird. It was, And I thought, oh, from the news, it's really strict here. But it didn't seem to be. So I suppose it's like the areas, which depending on which area you go to, really. Um, like, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been down south or anywhere um, since it all happened. So I don't know if it's i don't know i don't know how people have adapted to it there a lot but yeah i would just don't get it. if you're going to carry on be careful just be careful because just don't get it because yeah it was rubbish for me so
0: yeah yeah because like like you say it has been forgotten about and it's quite crazy isn't it because like you go for one stage at, at the beginning of the pandemic with the uh where you get a letter from the government say you're vulnerable yeah. like shielding and now everyone go about out about do what they want really and like um since kind of like like the war of what happens over there is that that, like that has been more talked about Everything is it's bad and yeah but it's more talked about than actually the actual pandemic as a whole
1: yeah i definitely i agree with that um but it's you know it's it's just like the government just sort of got to a point and sort of went right that's enough now we're not dealing with this anymore and they kind of just sort of switched off about it. like you say from the beginning when you were getting letters and you were told to stay inside and things like that, you were like, oh my God. But now I don't know. It's just sort of gone, no, nope, we're done. We're done with COVID. We're on to something else. So yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah because what I, I like I'll would go to my like a football team and I would be the only one wearing a mask and um and you get you get looks like 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 what, what what why you got this on and then, um, and then, and then, and then, you think to yourself, why, why, why am I the only one who's got this on? Surely there's, uh, there, yeah, like like you say, there's there's the odd other person that has it and and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's it's quite crazy that a lot of people are not even paying attention to it. Uh, I understand people who are maybe not at risk won't be as bothered. Uh, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. If I want not at risk, i will probably take more risk, and i will still be curious. i will still be really like careful and stuff. Yeah. Um. And you just think, like like, 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 like at the start as well, with people buying toilet rolls and jams and everything. You think people be God, I know, <laughs> yeah. They'll be like that, like that anyway, uh, and stuff. But it, it's just crazy how people's minds work, don't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the government's held that have they really. With having sort of like when everyone were taking it deadly serious, which you should have been, and they were sort of having parties or whatever else they were doing. So I think, I think they've done a lot of damage with that um not to get all into politics and everything but i think they've done a lot of damage with that whereas people have sort of gone well if they can do it then why am i bothering doing it so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's it's like it's crazy isn't it like with that side of things that like it, it's how it's gonna work like, like like you say if if someone don't have to now they won't like i've had people say to me um which kind of it probably annoys you a little bit when they say this um like, I, I don't have to wear a mask now. Uh, it, like the government said, we don't have to do it. And, and then you fit yourself. Just because they say it, that doesn't mean you have to. You can still choose to. There are people out there yeah. who choose to do it because it's, it's a safety thing. Although every mask isn't great, um, there there's certain ones that are better than other ones. Um, like, the, like the ones they wear in hospital are, aren't, aren't the best. Um, and I think quite recently, actually, they're, 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 there's no rules in, well, in my hospital anyway, where you actually have to keep distance and, and wear masks
1: now? Because I think they kept that yeah. in the hospital for a while longer than everywhere else. Yeah, it's just, like I say, I just find it crazy now because when I had COVID um, and I ended up going to hospital for antivirals, I saw that sort of, like, paraded through a, a ward and I was, like, don't get me wrong, I don't know if it was a COVID ward or what, but I was sort of like paraded around the hospital, like the long way around, and then sort of dumped into this room with another guy that had COVID, uh, didn't really get told what was going on. I was like, surely there must be like a back entrance to come in and sort of like just go straight into this room or whatever. It just, I don't know, it just seemed really weird. Um, it was like I'd gone the longest way around the hospital to spread it as far as I could before I got to this. Oh yeah, It was just, it was crazy. I found it really weird. But yeah, like I say, it might have been a COVID ward. I don't know. Uh, like, I'm not knocking anything like the NHS do because I think out of all of this, they've had the rougher deal. Yeah. Um, when I were in hospital, like COVID went not rife then, but they were just still run ragged um, so yeah, I think it's done them a lot of damage, um, and like I say they've worked all these hours and they've done everything and I think they're the real heroes of it all not like the government or anything so, like yeah. I say, not to get too political about it but it, it opened my eyes when I went into hospital um, yeah. and I saw how hard that they they were just nonstop. you know they didn't even look like they were having breaks so okay. yeah, I have a lot of respect for them
0: what, what, when you had COVID, like what were the main things that affected you? Do you think?
1: Um, what, what like the symptoms?
0: Yeah, yeah, the symptoms. Yeah,
1: um, it was just I literally, it, it just absolutely, I couldn't get out of bed. I, my whole body hurt, uh, even my eyes, like even looking around the room, my eyes hurt. Um, just had no energy whatsoever. And I think for like two days solid, I slept. They were just, and that's just not me at all because I'm like quite active, I'm always doing something if anything i'm doing too much but um yeah just absolutely and i like walking to coming downstairs to go to the fridge was like a mission in itself um yeah it's like you you normally have no energy from Crohn's or colitis or something like that but this will like i don't know i described i described it as man flu times 20 you know so it's um yeah it were it were rough and it just it just knocks you Uh, you just don't want to do anything you just want to sleep that's All you want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like I haven't had the experience, but I I imagine like um because it I always like relate it to in a way like you can relate COVID to IBD anyway, although they're two separate things, but everyone gets it differently, don't they? Like like Crohn's colitis, and IBD.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like like I say, like in my house, it it just seemed like a bit of a cold. Mm. But to me, it it yeah, it would just absolutely ruin me. Um and I'm, the antivirals even after I had then because um, they sort of wanted to give it me in tablet form at first and I said oh no I don't really want to do tablet form because I've got colitis um, and it seems like if I have like when I've had iron tablets in the past that upset my stomach I said so I, ideally I don't really want to take tablets and they said oh we can do an infusion we just didn't think you'd want to have like a needle in your arm and I'm like well, I'm used to that don't <laughs> worry about it so I said I'd rather have the infusion so I had the infusion and I don't know whether it sort of like flushes it out of your system or what but Probably felt rough after having that done as well. I don't know if it like sort of accelerated it or what, but like, after a couple of days, I'll farm. Um, but yeah, that felt rough after that. And I was like, oh my God, I've been for this and this has made me feel worse. Um, but I think it definitely helped. Um, and like I say, like people, people said to me since saying, can you imagine what you'd have been like if you wouldn't have had any of the jabs? And I didn't really think about that at first. But yeah, if I wouldn't have had any of the jabs... And I was, and I've had I've, what I had now. I've had three of them. Uh, yeah, if I would not have had any of them, I, I think I'd have probably been ten times worse. So yeah, I suppose you suppose you have to you have to look at it that way as well.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose you do think of like yeah, having the jab as well. Like how many it's gonna, ha- it's gonna we're gonna have to have, <laughs> don't you?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's it's one of them. In it now, where I think they'll it's, it'll be like the flu jab, won't it? Yeah. Um, part of me, part of is quite glad that I've got it to be honest with you, because I was sort of thinking to myself, if you go down the line, uh, these strains are going to change all the time of COVID and things like that. Um, what if they get worse? Or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. What if they get stronger? Or surely it's better to get it when it's not as bad sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah so I, that's just my way of thinking. I don't know whether that helps or you, you have more antibodies from it or what. I don't know. Um, anyway, so, yeah.
0: Anyway, like for me, during the ongoing pandemic, I'd like, prefer to meet someone that's had COVID than someone who hasn't um, because you'd be more comfortable with them and, and stuff, wouldn't you? Um, because they've had it, uh, they possibly could get it again, but at least they've had it in a way, uh, which is not good, but in a way it is good because you've had it once means that um, yeah. you know what it's like and you can make, I think I'm just more comfortable speaking, i like mean meeting up with people like that and, and stuff.
1: You see, at the end of the day, it's whatever makes you comfortable. In it. Do you know what I mean? If, 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 yeah, it's it's like the RBD thing. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it. Um, if you want to show that you want to raise awareness, do that. If you don't, that's cool as well. So yeah, everyone has got their own way of doing things, have not they? So yeah, it's like all these people that don't want to take the job. If you don't want to take the job, don't take the job. That's up to you. You know, I'm not I'm not going to preach to anyone about having it or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's end of day. We all have choices, don't we? So
0: yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Like, ha- have you ever had to go into hospital because you've had like a really bad like flare up um, or anything, and had to go into the A and E? A- uh,
1: yeah, the, this last one that I had um, that sort of like gave me the idea to do the car. The last they told me that um, they'd rung me up and uh, they said you're in a you know all your results have come back. You're not in a good way. I, like, I have quite a good relationship with my IBD nurse. Um, so I can sort of like email her and she'll get back to me pretty quick um, and she knows I'm doing all the awareness things so she's like oh we've got to keep you going we've got to keep you going you're doing a good job for us and all this stuff. Um, but yeah she sort of like email she, no she rang me up and she said you, you, you're not in a good way Craig we know what you like we know that you'll put work first and things like because she'd ring me up and I'd be like oh I'm sorry I'm really busy with work I can't come in and do this I can't come in and do that and I would put in work first for everything and it would. well, now I look back on it it would daft um, but that's just that's just who I am. Um, but she said, your, your, results are really bad. You need to come in. We can't force you in. Um, but we're really advising strongly that you need to come in. And i was like, well, how long is this going to take? You know? And she said, Oh, just pack a bag for a couple of nights. Uh, she obviously lied to me cause I was still there a month later, um, <laughs> which I thanked her for when I saw her in hospital. Um, but yeah, it, 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 that was probably the worst time that I've had it, uh, Being in hospital, I mean, there's probably other times that I should have been in hospital, but I've avoided it, Um, which, again, probably hasn't helped me in any way whatsoever. Um, But, yeah, this time sort of, like, woke me up and then speaking to doctors uh, and them sort of saying, look, you're sort of, like, running out of time on the meds sort of thing, you might have to have surgery soon and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, it's everybody telling me that I just need to listen to my body and yeah. take this more seriously than I were doing because, like I say, I was put in work first and just feeling like I needed to do a good job. And at the end of the day, they don't think any better of you for it. They don't, you know, you, if I left like tomorrow, then they'd just replace me. So, yeah, I'm, I've sort of got that mentality now where if it didn't work for me, then I'm just going to sort of going to cut it out of my life now. I'm like getting rid of negatives now. Uh, yeah. Whereas I feel like I've gone along for a long time, being ill and just going along with everything, you know, and trying to make everybody else happy rather than putting my health first. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I think with a and like, I like, I, I, quite a lot of people on the RBD community agree because, like, it's not like, like going to A&E is something that accidental, isn't it? Like you have an accident and everything and you should go maybe to another place there should be an apartment in a hospital where people maybe would have like a, a chronic illness maybe because it's something that would be nice. Uh, because it's not A&E, like A&E you have to wait their hours sometimes, don't you? Um, yeah. And you could be in that physical pain where no one's going to see it and then, and then they think, why are you here and stuff?
1: Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. I, like, the, I'd be in bed and like, because obviously nobody really knew me there. I'd lost a lot of weight at this point. Um, and sort in there. And I think a cleaner came in one day. And she was like, oh, you're all right, sort of thing. Um, you don't look very like ill. <laughs> so that's like the typical thing of someone that has IBD, um, like compared to everybody else that has physical sort of like things that you can see. Um, but then if like people that know me were like, I think there was noticing it at work and stuff. Like, I've lost so much weight, like they weren't, I am me to buy like whole new clothes, you know what I mean? Because nothing fit me anymore. I'd lost that much weight. So yeah, it's, it's, it were a wake up call with this one, I think, um, and that people sort of saying to you, look, you could, this could get really bad, really quick. Um, so yeah, my advice to anyone is don't put it off. Don't put anything off. If the, if the IBD nurses or the doctors tell you like, I'm not saying they right all the time, but if it's, if it's going to benefit your health, then just do it. You know, don't put something, don't put something like work first because yeah, it's not good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree, and like it is annoying when you do get moved about as well, and have to wait for a long time. So, um, it like I don't like being close to anyone anyway, even before COVID, because I like my own space. But yeah, it would like I lost quite a lot, lot of weight as well. Um, and I got diagnosed by a kind of P as well. So, um, that is a uh, it's it's not a bet. It's not a nice way to get diagnosed, is it. <laughs>
1: No, I, don't. I mean, as you see a lot of these people now, this um, is it. Pill cam, yeah, yeah. Where I've seen people sharing that now, and I'm like, like if, when you went for a colonoscopy, it seems so like prehistoric compared to this pill cam sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's like saying like for somebody younger that, and, and I'm starting to realise that you can get this at any age. Um, it's not really like a nice thing to go through at that any age, really, but especially your young age going for a a colonoscopy or anything like that I, you know i, I think i was like, yeah i were 18 when i had mine done, and that was bad enough whereas now i've sort of like accepted it but like as a kid that's i'd say that's a pretty big deal you know um yeah. because there, were, there was someone that um shared something the other day and like uh, their son were going through you know um infusions and stuff like that i'm like oh do you mind if i send him out some stickers and some stuff like that and you know and just Send him out just to cheer him up a little bit because it must be so rough at a young age going through all that and not knowing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is kind of hard, isn't it, when you're younger because you don't you don't really have much of a life, I suppose. Like 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 with maybe meeting up with friends and and doing stuff with them as much as you would have liked and and the school maybe as well because that's that time you'd be at school and um, and yeah, it's, it's it's not nice and not knowing and like like you say because. I get told it's rare and stuff like that and and I find out that I don't know anyone, I don't know what this is, I don't know who else will have it and then the, the years later you, you learn there's there's people who've got it as well which is it, it does help doesn't it that um, lots of people have IBD.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, you know way I suppose you're lucky, well not lucky that you've got it but you're like out of all the people that can get it. I'd rather win the lottery than yeah. have <laughs> IBD but that's just like I say, the cards that you dealt, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So, because I lot sort of like, I don't know if it was on Crohn's Collapse UK the other day that they put some like, statistics out of how many people have got it or how many people are diagnosed a year. And although it's a lot, it's not a lot. lot. I don't know. I'd expect more to have it, but it seems to be on the increase for some reason. So, I don't know whether someone like that will get figured out at some stages. I don't know. Like I say, I have no clue what it's about uh, in terms of how do you get it or. I don't know. I mean, I've got my own like little theories and things that there's a lot of processed foods around nowadays and stuff like that, and what they put in foods. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. A lot of it now, like I've changed in terms of I don't eat as much processed foods and things like that, or try and avoid it as much as I can. So, mm. um, but like I say, that's that. What works for me doesn't work for somebody else. You know, yeah. someone could just eat McDonald's every day and have IBD and be absolutely cool with it. But yeah. For me, it's just the other way around, you know. Yeah,
0: you just have to kind of avoid that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a learning curve. You've just got it's it's like learning your body, isn't it? Really, you've you know, you're learning what it wants and what it don't want, or what you what your colitis wants and what it doesn't want. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah like I can't have caffeine, so I, I've got to avoid that, and still have a coffee every morning. Uh, well, most mornings I try to, um, because I don't. know, For me, having caffeine free stuff doesn't taste any different to when they had caffeine really yeah, um yeah so yeah it's, it's, it's just a sort of thing. It's like it's, it's fine if you can't have something you can always have something else probably that you can have
1: it's like you know something's going to ruin you but you think oh, i really want that and you still yeah. do it anyway so it's just like yeah i mean i've always said that i don't want it to control me or run my life for me or anything like that so yeah, there are occasions where I know something's not going to be right for me, but you'll still do it because that's what you want to do at the time. And I feel like if it got to a point where it just controlled me and I were doing nothing or I weren't eating certain things or... I don't know. I just I don't want it to get to that stage. Do you know what I mean? I don't want it to control my life.
0: No. No, it's, it's, that's it. Like I think you can be, in a way, some of us can be lucky in a way to not have like surgery for a long while or don't have a stomach bag.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah.
0: Like, like, because some people have it really young, don't they? Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. And kind of been fortunate in a way um, that uh, the IBD has been on, on our side and, and, and stuff. But like, um, like there's that, 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 that sort of like that statistic, isn't it? Like, if you're younger of IBD, that like, you're most likely to have it in the future, like like yeah. surgery and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's, it's like now, it's like some people just like I've spotted I've people that have like literally woke up and they've had surgery, you know, because they were that close um, to dying, really, uh, that there were another option, um, and that's like I say, I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any side of it, like the surgery or anything, as a negative, because if it's going to save your life at the end of the day, you're going to take it, are you? It's not, you yeah. know, you're not, not going to be told you might die if you don't have this surgery and then you're going to say, all right, well, it do not matter then. I'll just die then. No one's going to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's whatever works for each person.
0: Do yeah. it, you know. Yeah, it's important to, it is important to speak about it in the end, isn't it? Because if you hide it longer and longer, symptoms get worse and it could be worse. So it's like anything, like if you see a little thing going on in your life and um, you probably automatically think it's Crohn's related or something. You know, it's better to get that checked rather than wait, because you just never know what
1: it is. Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, I mean, at the beginning when I was first diagnosed, I didn't te- I, like I say I didn't take it that seriously, and I think it was more my mum than anything else. Like, because yeah. obviously, passing blood is usually related to bowel cancer or anything like yeah. that. um So I think my mum were taking it more seriously and sort of thinking, "Oh my God, what is this?" And she probably, without saying to me. Probably immediately thought, oh, it's bowel cancer. You know, it's cancer related or something. And then I think when they found when she found out colitis, it was like a relief for in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like I, I've known people before. Like I speak to people at work and stuff, and they'll say, oh, I've got this, or this happened, or I like, might just want to get checked out. What's what is the worst that can happen? You know, um, yeah. you're better yeah. to find something early than you are late. So yeah,
0: but it, it does like lo- 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 like what you say. It is. Um... Like, when you see that blood at a young age, it is hard, isn't it? Like, looking at that, because yeah. it's not something you want to look at, and, like, it's almost like a blood bath in, in, in the toilet, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, the last the last time when um I went to, when I went we were in a hospital this time, it was like, I didn't look in the toilet, it was like a horror film. You know what I mean? It, it was like, there was just blood everywhere, and you're just thinking, oh, my God, how am I getting by with passing this much blood, you know? And I think that's when the, Nurses sort of knew and sort of said, you need to come in because this is getting out of hand. Um, but, yeah, like, again, if you're young, how do you start that conversation? You know, oh, there's blood in the toilet. So <laughs> There's a lot of stigma in there around going to the toilet or anything like that. So, yeah, it's that's why I have, like, um, one of the stickers on my car is, uh, the, I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, the the bowel movement, yeah, which is to do with um, uh, bowel cancer and things like that. And their logo is, like, uh, the emoji poo. We're, like, a, like a, I don't know. I, don't I think it's on their page. And, like, that's, that's on my car. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I, I'm not, that's how not bothered I am now that I can have emoji poos on my car. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not bothered. If that wakes somebody up and it makes them get checked out, then cool. That's fine. Yeah. You know, it's done its job. So. Yeah.
0: It's always to have like, a little joke about like, like the poo side things as well, I think, because we, like, like, like we said saying earlier, like, it, 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 like, it makes you positive and stuff. Well, although we have our bad days, we've, we've got to have a laugh about it, haven't we?
1: <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, if you, it's like, like I say, I never used to talk about it, but I'll go, I'll go in there. I'll go into work now and start, oh, colonoscopy, you know, um, and just generally just like have a laugh about it. I'd have never brought up a colonoscopy or anything like before. You know, it's, so it's in a way, it's, it's med- like, and seeing what other people post and stuff, it just makes you feel more comfortable, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I think so. And like, like, I had, I've, since my diagnosis in, in 2017, um, with I had a current that year. Then, and then, like last year, I had a sigmoid ostomy just to just to see what's going on and stuff. Um, and they two very different experiences because I had gas and air last time, then I had sedation the first time. So, it is um it is different and like uh, different process as well because you don't have to have all the the drink when you have the sigmoidoscopy.
1: Oh yeah, I prefer the sigmoidoscopy one yeah. hundred percent because you don't have to have all the bowel prep, yeah, which is mm. probably worse than the actual colonoscopy.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you have to, you have to um. They, I think they put I I forgot what it's called. Yeah, they, they put that thing um down your bum, don't they? Uh, and then and that makes you go low. Um, yeah, an um, enema. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, and. When I had that enema, I I was on tour about half an hour I was, uh, in, in the hospital and stuff. And, like, because uh, they say try away at least, like, uh, 10 minutes or so before, before you go. And as soon as it's in, I, I'm going. I, I can't wait any longer. Um, yeah. And the thing is, it was a, 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 a puddle of blood it was uh, in the end. Um, I did go to the toilet, of course. it's just It was a puddle of blood. And I sat in them, puddle of blood uh, um, and everything. And in the end, they said everything's fine and stuff, but... Um, but yeah, it, it's it's like that, isn't it? And yeah, I think world be is better. Um, it's just it's just what yeah. You I prefer, like.
1: Out of every yeah, every, like, don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy it, and I don't I don't I don't think <laughs> oh yeah, I fancy a sigmoidoscopy today. But out of everything, the sigmoidoscopy is like it's yeah, it's it's so much better. I mean, you're 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 better than me. Like I've tried guessing there before, and I don't know whether it's because I've been flaring at the time, and my stomach wall has been inflamed. But the pain that I felt sometimes when, you know, they've sort of like brushed past my stomach wall with a camera or anything, I'm like, oh, give me the sedation. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you're not out of it, are you? But you sort of like, you're not asleep, but you, you sort. Of, I don't know. It just, I, don't, I get more comfort from it. But yeah, whatever, whatever gets you through any of them experiences, mm. then yeah, mm. do what, do what makes you comfortable.
0: At the time, I didn't really have a choice because I had breakfast in the morning, and you're not supposed to eat, are you, when you have that uh, sedation? Um,
1: yeah.
0: But. The thing is, I was the thing I liked about getting air is like it makes you hear, like, quite drunk, <laughs> I, I think, and and I was keep having it, and I shouldn't have said it. Like I, I was having it for the sake that I wanted to feel that way. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it, it keeps it keeps me like um, busy, I suppose, rather than focusing on it uh, and talking. Yeah, to, yeah. To talk to them. And like I did, I did have to stop at one point. No, we're not stop. I, 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 I was just like. Much, like groaning at, at points when it was when it was hurting um and stuff so they didn't do it well they they did they, they did do it all but it was just parts where it was a bit uncomfortable where i didn't feel when has the sedation um because with with, with the conoscopy you have i had when i had mine i had both like one after the other i didn't go in for one and then like one day oh then come back so i just wanted it all done as quickly as possible yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I think I remember when I first went, I think that were yeah, when I was 18 uh, and they did the call ask pet, and I don't know what they want, they call the one down the throat and I found the one down the throat worse because you sort of can't avoid seeing it coming, can you really, do you know what I mean? And, and then you feel like your natural reaction is to like choke. Uh, and then I think they, I remember them sort of like, not knocking me out at that stage but giving me more drugs <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't really remember what happened after that but I've never had to have that one since because obviously they found it's colitis and there's no point going that way anymore so yeah
0: yeah because like I, I was trying to like at first I was alright then I, I, what? It's, it's, it's almost like this big black thing goes down <laughs> it, 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 um, it's like like tube go, goes down yeah and, and you think right, what's, what's going on <laughs> and then yeah it's not and then, not and the nicest and, and then it happens and they say like just relax relax and I was like yeah and you're thinking how, how am I gonna relax <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah how can you relax it's like it's so normal to them in it you just yeah, think yeah, yeah. You know, it's so easy for them to say it. um but yeah it's it's not a, like a relaxing experience I don't think
0: no but. no but I haven't had that since like since i was diagnosed. so I'm I'm no, I not to have that yeah
1: diagnosed. definitely I am prefer the one down, down your bum. Like it, like, it feels warm in a way, doesn't it? Um, like, to be honest with you, I, I, they sort of like, they come in and they say, oh, do you want gas and air? Or do you want the, I think they've called it, I think they've called it the 20 Panther before. <laughs> so it's like, and I'm like, yeah, it does, it does feel like you've drunk too much, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, just give me that. Just give me that. That's what I want. And, and they're like, are you sure? You're only having a sigmoid desk. I'm like, yeah, I'm having it done. You're not having it done. So yeah, that's what I want. So, yeah, give me that. Yes, yeah,
0: like as long as they, uh, as long as it's done everything and like um, it's what they want and stuff. Uh, like you say, it's not something that I'd ask for every day or what we'd ask for every day. But no. it's stuff we have to do. Like, it's,
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's what you have to do. And if it gets to the the problem, then yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. That's yeah. why they always say to me, like, if I've, I've heard them telling people, it's sort of well, they've brought them out before and they're like, oh, you must have eaten. So we're gonna to have to do it again, and I, like I never want them saying that to me. Like you go in there, you're doing the job, and that's it. We don't need to do it again. We don't need to do it two times in this. Like you know what I mean, in the same week or whatever. Just get yeah. it done and get it dusted. Yeah. So, it, yeah.
0: I think that pain, like that 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 birdie thing, that first time, and um, before I had that kind of it was almost like your insides were on fire. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, kind of- I've like, I've described when they. Like I say, I don't like not to scare anyone that's never had a colonoscopy or whatever before, but like when because I, I think I was like uber sensitive because I was flaring and everything at the time and my stomach were in a bad way, and it's sort of like it was an emergency one. I got in pretty quick. Um and I think it's because I was so inflamed and it was just such a mess in there that as soon as they brushed past with the camera, it was like I felt like I felt like I've been stabbed, really. Yeah, yeah that's um, what it feels like, doesn't it? Like yeah, and it's and it's horrible. But like I say, I'm not trying. to, If anyone's watching this, and you saw, "Oh my god, I don't want to have one now," then it's not like that for everybody. And I think a lot of it is where they f- uh, blow you up full of air as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, the most. That's one of the most uncomfortable yeah. bits. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, it's like you're getting a balloon or something. Isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. just feel it. That's. I think that's most of what the pain is. Uh, just being blown up. Yeah, uh, like, or you feel like you're going to pop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like there are some really uncomfortable parts. Um, more so probably the beginning and the end, and maybe the middle of, of like doing it. And then I think it's about 15 minutes it takes them to do. And and yeah, it's it's, it's it, it. But when it's done, you think, ah, uh, I've done this now. You can do stuff like this again and and stuff. But it's it's just something that you have to do. I think it's it. Once you have one, it won't be your last.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's like because the other side of it as well is um, the reason I went that I go for them. They screen you for bowel cancer, don't they, and stuff like that. So, and because it tends to be people with RBD and things seem to have a higher risk of it. Then yeah, Um, the only time it sort of annoyed me is when I was feeling all right, uh, and then I had to have all the bowel prep and everything else, and then after that, it sort of upset my stomach, and I went into a bit of a flare after that, which annoyed me because. I'd sort of been all right, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I'd had this bowel prep and it upset everything. So I don't know. I think they need to get like a better way of doing – I think the bowel prep's really aggressive uh, in turn – well, it is aggressive, isn't it? You sort of drink it and before you know it, you're at the toilet. But I just think it's not the greatest thing for um, people with RBD and you don't want to – the goal is not to be in a flare. Uh, yeah. And the, that, that potentially can put you in a flare is – quite annoying really so hopefully this pill cam thing i'm guessing it's really expensive i don't think i don't know whether you still have to have bowel prep for that i don't know i'm not sure i've only seen like people sharing it here there and everywhere um yeah. but it's not something i've ever had done so no, yeah no.
0: Uh, i think with that bowel prep you think you, uh, the, 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 the pill uh, as you say i think you you, you, you swallow it and everything and the camera's in there and then i think when you go to it i would have thought it would just go out like that
1: um yeah sort of have to dig it back out
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um, but, but 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 with that um i yeah it, it, it's it's a nice it's it's a good way forward I suppose, for people with ibd i don't that pill
1: i mean as, as time goes on it's 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 only got, it's, it's got to get better on it and but again i suppose it's like the funding side of it i bet in the nhs i bet it gets less funding than other things um so, yeah, I, don't get me wrong, I, I probably understand that the, the pill can thing's really expensive. Um, and using the old school colonoscopy camera thing is probably a lot cheaper, you know. Um, so, yeah, I get that. But again, regarding the awareness side of it, I suppose the more awareness that we all bring to it is maybe it'll get more funding. I don't know, you know. Like, um, fingers well, crossed it does.
0: Fingers crossed, and like when I actually had that prep, I didn't even go to the toilet like, when I had the, the prep for the kind because I was that empty and I wasn't eating as well. and I, I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Am, am I supposed to be going to the toilet or am I not? And the thing is, I was I empty anyway. <laughs> so I,
1: that, I know. Well, they, they, yeah, when they say to me, oh, do you want the bowel prep? I'm like, what's the point? I'm like, I'm probably empty anyway. I've been going to the toilet like 30 times a day. There can't be anything in there, you know. But I do, I definitely think that Makes you appreciate food more having the bowl prep and stuff because you can't eat yeah. for 24 hours and then you just want to eat like your most favorite meal ever yeah. when you get out of there because you sort of get yeah. out, don't they? And they give you like yeah. biscuits or a sandwich yeah. or something, yeah. and you're yeah. like, No, I just want I want something, I, like, I want a roast dinner or something.
0: Yeah. I like, yeah. I went out of my pants I remember it was really early in the morning, so I had toast afterwards, so I just want to get it done, I didn't want to wait like hours in the day. And, and yeah. Stuff, yeah, yeah, I'd toast and everything. Um, I've had a cup of coffee and and stuff but yeah I think um yeah because you're that hungry and um although when you are on a flare that if you can't eat stuff you get bloated don't you so that's hard
1: yeah definitely yeah it's, it's like you say everybody again everyone's different aren't they so yeah. what what one person eats someone else it'll absolutely ruin so yeah it's definitely. it's just it's about educating yourself and learning what your body wants
0: yeah. well, I completely agree and yeah I think like it's been really good talking about like your 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 also Cletus Craig and and, and and your car because I think uh, like um it's it's a good name what you call it driven to fight because we are everyone is driven to fight if they have a car or not so um I think it's really to time you did
1: no no I appreciate it. it's just I, like I say like you're doing your thing with the podcast and everything and I really appreciate you like asking me on um, so yeah it's whatever you can do to raise awareness on. It's just it's all a plus for me, and everyone's got their own that like, little way of doing things. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's a positive. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Is there like any? I know you spoke a lot, like, it's had about a lot, a lot about advice, but is there anything else you, you just want to say to to, to, finish, thing up? to
1: finish things up? Uh, like I say, I, the, the biggest the biggest thing for me is even a lot. What I used to do is sort of follow people that had Crohn's and colitis, but not engage with them or message them or write on their Pages or comments or anything, I just sort of like watch in the background, and I think a lot of people do that on mine. To be fair, uh, which is absolutely fine. But I like i say I wish i just opened up and sort of spoke to people that had it more because as much as your family mean well and everything else, they'll never understand what it feels like. And yeah, my family. Don't get me wrong, my family have been really supportive but I'll always feel more comfortable talking to somebody that's got it than somebody that hasn't got it. So yeah, my advice is, um, speak to someone that's got it, even if you private messaging them or you don't have to put it out in the public domain. Do you know what I mean? You can message them or whatever. Even me, if if someone wants to message me, that's, that's absolutely fine. You know, I, 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 my, my messages are always, I always read all my messages. I don't scan past any of them and I always reply to everything. So, um, yeah, if, if that's the way people want to do it. The best thing I've ever done, like I say, is just open up to people that have it and speak to people that have it. So I'd have like, never done a podcast ages ago. I, you know, I don't, no, I'm not going on a podcast talking about it. And I'd have just avoided it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. things just it feels better and it makes me feel less alone. And, it, you know, I, I hope that does for everybody else. Yeah, I
0: think the pandemic has helped in ways to open up more, I think. Um, like, because I would never know what a podcast was. I created it in 2020 for something to do um, to the different people with IBD um, Crohn's colitis um, um, so I, I do some like I, I've started this year to kind of want to open up to other people with other chronic illnesses as well because I think it, it's nice to hear about different ones as well
1: yeah definitely yeah because I suppose we're all related in a way aren't we we're yeah, all, yeah. all right, it's, it might not be um, stomach related but you know you, you've still got the same feelings that you know so it's yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's very interesting and and like, and to speak about people about autism too. Like, I, I like to always speak about different kind of things because I think it's really nice to hear people's journey stories. And it's been nice hearing yours, Craig, because I think um, it's good what you're doing. Uh, hopefully, that like, you, you get like your I think your, your racing license to, to to do some races this year.
1: Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it'll probably financially ruin me if I do start racing, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I'll be distracted, so that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, um, maybe we'll see you in Formula One, maybe. <laughs> One day, maybe. Oh, uh, I doubt it, I doubt yeah. it.
1: I'm, I'm too old for that now. You have yeah. to be about 15 now, don't you, to uh, do it?
0: So, oh, you yeah. do. Uh, who knows, you, you might be able to coach on the sidelines, maybe. <laughs>
1: Just going to one of them events, So going. Like, I'll be going to a lot of British touring car uh, events this year. Like, that's that's the main one that I watch. Um, so yeah, I'm i I've, I've, I've like through the opening the page. I've like spoke to a few British touring car drivers as well. Uh, so yeah, it's been pretty cool. So yeah, I'm just going to keep pushing through and try and get my logo on as many cars as possible, you know, and and just raise awareness that way. And yeah, I've got some big plans. So, yeah. fingers crossed they sort of come off, and yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Look forward to seeing it, Craig, and uh, stuff. it's been it's been great talking to you, Craig, and
1: thank you for, for coming on. No, thank you, Mason. Thank you very much. Thank you.